When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, all you Bulls fans, to another exciting episode of the Chicago Bulls coverage show from Sports Ethos. And uh, listeners, please take a moment before we get started here to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. That's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. And everyone at Sports Ethos, I'm your host, Keith Cork here. With my good buddy, fellow Bulls fan, Mr. Trey Hill. And we are excited today because we are going to be recapping the top moments of 2021. Maybe a few days late here, Trey, but we're going to get around to it. How are, how are you doing, man? <laughs> uh, I'm doing well, doing well. It's like our own version of 12 days of Christmas. It's our 12 days, uh, our our 12 favorite things of 2021. Yeah, we've got 12 moments for you guys that we've cooked together. And actually 13 if you count. Uh, my brother Brandon actually waited on some of these to help us break a few ties. So uh, he put out his ranks for us also. So thank you to, to my brother Brandon. Hopefully we'll have him on the show again. He's obviously a big Bulls fan as well. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be happy to come on sometime and, and chat some Bulls with us. But uh, he actually threw an honorable mention out there. And um, we'll, we'll just chat about that real quick before we get started here. He said uh, Zach Levine uh, opting into Team USA, which I thought was a really good one. We left that off of our official list. But um, he had a good good one there, I thought, because, uh, you know, for me, Zach Levine, I don't know how many of the uh, Team USA games you watch, Trey, but I watched those, pretty much all of them, I think. And, um, you know, his defense on the Team USA level was really what stood out to me. Obviously, he was like a ball hawk for them, which was just uh, really, really awesome to see because he was really just, you know, chasing the basketball, chasing the ball handler and getting after it, man. So, um, but obviously, you know, that was big for him and for his development. Uh, and I, I'm sure you agree as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was jealous when you sent it after after we had done our twelve rankings, and you were like, "Oh hey, we're gonna have this honorable mention because it's such a good one. It deserves to be in the list, so it's perfect for the Baker's dozen." Zach, yeah. he he learned. I feel like he really learned how to attack on the defensive end over there, and how to how to buy it. Not not necessarily how to buy in, but I think he learned what it was like playing with other talented players because. Even on the Bulls last year, he was the guy. He had to expend all of his energy on the offensive end because he just didn't have players around him to carry the load. And on Team USA, he had the guys to carry the load offensively. So that was really like his first example of playing with a lot of talent around him, which led perfectly into this year after signing all, you know, DeMar DeRozan, um, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, we got Caruso. Caruso. There's there's so much talent on this team now that it's not just sack all the time, which we'll see in some moments coming up. Yeah. But that that was huge for him, I think, to go out and show that he could do it on such a big stage. 
Yeah, it was a big development, develop, uh, developmental mental moment for him. And uh, it's good that's an honorable mention, too, because it's not exactly a Bulls moment because he, obviously Team USA, not exactly the Chicago Bulls, uh, but, you know, Zach does play for the Chicago Bulls. So there's a bit of a, a connection there, but that's a perfect honorable mention. But we're going to get down. Like I said, guys, we've got 12 moments for you. We're going to count them down from 12 to number one in the standard way, uh, a listicle way to get you to listen to the whole episode, I guess. Um, and I'm going to start us off, Trey. I'm going to start us with here, number 12 on our list here. And this is when Alex Caruso on uh, December 19th put up 19 points, nine rebounds, three three-pointers against his former team, the Lakers. And the Bulls ended up sweeping the season series. They won a game earlier, which, you know, we'll talk about in a little bit here. But uh, this one confirmed, you know, they went 2-0 over those L.A. Lakers, who are still, for many people, uh, I think, even for better or for worse, uh, title, I wouldn't say title favorites, but but in the running to win a title, right? Um, so I thought it was really big for the Bulls to just sweep that series, win both games, and just big for, for Mr. Caruso, obviously, uh, himself, that, you know, in particular, because it is his former team. They kind of stiffed him this offseason by not really giving him his bag that he really earned and, and deserved. Obviously, there are some tricky things going on there with the luxury tax with the Lakers. They would have had to spend a little bit more uh, to keep him because of their luxury tax situation, but just a big game from him. And uh, you know, I love what I saw. Any thoughts on that game there? It was, it was an excellent watch seeing him get to do that against the team that, I mean, like you said, they, they basically just said, we don't, we don't, we don't feel like we need you. We don't feel like you give us enough value for how much it would cost us to bring you in because it's the Lakers. They make money. It's not as if, signing that contract was going to, you know, make or break this franchise. So to see him get to do that in the second game against the Lakers, get the sweep against his former team, it it was it was one of the better moments of 2021 for sure. Yeah, and Zach Levine was out for that one. So, you know, obviously Caruso had to step into a bigger role here. He tied um, Vucevic to be the second leading scorer on the team in that game. They both had 19 points. Um, but it was just, a, it, it felt like, you know, you you felt uh, Crusoe's impact a little bit more in that game, maybe because of the narrative, but more so because of just his, his activity on both ends of the floor, which is something we've seen in every game he's appeared in for us. Is just the guy just is involved with with winning basketball players plays on both sides of the floor. So um, that's number twelve for us. Trey, why don't you take us into number eleven? We talked about beating the Lakers just a second ago. We're going to continue talking about beating the Lakers. I love it. Let's um, talk about beating the Lakers, yeah. <laughs> this one was especially high for me. When the the Bulls went on their road trip, you know, their annual, you know, every year they have that same road trip. They get started on it. Vooch gets out for the COVID protocols. And they have a away away game with the Clippers and Lakers. And at the time, both teams are considered, you know, ti- you know title contenders. The Lakers hadn't lost their luster just yet. And I had a lot of non-Bulls fans in my life. Just even once the Bulls got off to the hot the hot start, they said, "Just wait. They haven't played anybody good. They haven't had to play on the road. You're you're not real contenders. You're not a real talented team in the NBA." And then they come, they go in, and they beat both of them going back to back. It just it sent a statement. I thought to the league that the Bulls were for real that they were coming for the rest of the league and that they weren't just uh, winning, you know, a feel-good story for a couple games like that Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, Rondo team was. 
Yeah, I was trying to. Um, so the Bulls were eight and three to open the first 11 games of the season. Then they went on that road trip, which they had uh, five games on the road. They did have to kind of get off to a hot start and then COVID hit. I know we were chatting about how those were going to be big games for them, and we wanted to see how they were going to play. Um, obviously, they dropped the game at Golden State, which, um, you know, again, one of my New Year's resolutions is for them is to pop back and hit the Golden State Warriors in the mouth on January 14th when we play them again. But no matter, those Clippers, uh, that Clippers and Lakers game, you had a feeling that, you know, maybe they're going to drop one of them. Uh, just you, like you said, the road, the, this road trip, the circus trip, as they used to call it, no longer the circus trip because the circus doesn't go anymore. Uh, but the trip that they always take around this time of year, uh, it, it was big. You, they always drop, you know, three, four games in that series. And uh, they end up winning. Uh, they end up winning. Let's see what through three of them. No, sorry. Am I wrong here? Two, one, two. Yep, three of them. No, you're so right. Yeah, they, yeah went, they, went, they went three and two. So they beat the, the Nuggets also. But uh, yeah, beating, beating those two LA teams back to back. And there was a lot of uh, chatter also about how uh, how many connections the Bulls have with the LA area. Obviously, with DeMar DeRozan, uh, Zach went to UCLA. Uh, you've got Caruso who played with the, the Lakers for a while. So kind of a return home for those guys. So, it, you know, it was kind of a special moment where they didn't necessarily uh, flounder as much as we thought they were. Um, but it is it, it was an important moment, I remember. So I did rank that 12th on my, personally for me, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't a great moment. That just means that, you know, I, I thought some other moments were, were a little bit better. Speaking of which, one that I had a little bit higher, just one uh, notch higher than that, is uh, our number 10 moment, which is on the 30th of October, when the Bulls beat the Jazz 107-99 to on Tony Kukoc. Hall of Fame celebration night. And this was kind of one uh, where, you know, I thought the uh, uh, the Bulls, again, this is another situation where you're thinking like, uh, I'm looking here, This is, there wasn't on 1029, that was on the 30th of October. I'm not sure what I was thinking there when I wrote that down. But uh, anyways, I was off by a day, but no matter, because they did still beat the, uh, oh, it is the 30th. I just said it wrong. I don't know. But uh, the Bulls did beat the Utah Jazz and uh, they beat them by eight points. It was a convincing win. And this was a, a, you know, probably, you know, you were saying, you know, the Bulls hadn't played any good, any good teams yet. Uh, this was the first good team, in my opinion, that the, the Bulls played. Obviously, they dropped that game right before against the Knicks by one point uh, on the 28th uh, against. Yeah. And, and it, that wasn't a good um, that that's a decent team. The Knicks are, but it's not like a really, really good team. So uh, the Bulls beating the Utah Jazz really kind of put them on the map for me. And of course, uh, having Tony Kukoc there and having his Hall of Fame night and having him kind of talk about, you know, how good the team looked, uh, that made it even more special for me. Yeah, the same for me. I'm big on nostalgia. Uh, I will I will buy it all day, every day. I love all of the stuff and the videos that they the video that they had for Tony Kukoc was fantastic. I can still remember, you know, watching it, which speaks volumes because I I didn't get to watch him and his you know I wasn't old enough to really appreciate Tony Kukoc, and so like it I feel like that being able to get that victory over the Jazz and have that video you know have that video have that moment for him that just kind of that's what's etched in my brain and it's the same for the next moment we had um ranked number nine Joakim Noah uh you mentioned it when we were talking about the Tony Kukoc because they were back-to-back games the Bulls honored Joakim Noah it was Joakim Noah night when they played the Knicks because you know those are the two franchises he you know spent the most time with obviously you know he's a bull for life but he also played a little bit for the Knicks and it was I ranked that one a spot higher just because Joakim Noah is so much closer to my heart. Like, I'll never forget watching that game that night and 
see, you know, just seeing all the stuff about Joakim Noah's, watching Derrick Rose talk about him. It was just, it was a great night, and it was just uh, one of the highlights, one of the real highlights for me. It was, um, yeah, Joakim Noah night was was awesome. I mean, it definitely brought a tear to my eye. Obviously, the, the, the Bulls did fall to the Knicks by one point. It was a hard-fought game. Uh, you know, the, the, the Bulls didn't have their best game. The Knicks came out and played a really great, excellent defensive game. And in some ways, it felt like that was like, you know, Tom Thibodeau doesn't doesn't seem like he has a, 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 a you know, carrying bone in his body. It's more he's, he's just all basketball all the time. And it felt like that was his tribute to Joakim was he's just, just come out there and coach the perfect game and beat the, the Bulls. And uh, and that's what he did, man. It was surgical how they beat us. Um, it was really impressive. Obviously, the Knicks have floundered since that point. But uh, Joakim Noah played for both those teams, obviously, the Bulls and the Knicks. And, uh, you know, obviously, it was very, very special to have Derrick Rose in the building on the same night, Taj Gibson. Uh, Thibodeau, um, just a lot of players, and obviously all the other old players that were in the stands at the same time. Just seeing those guys, you had Ben Gordon over there and Lou Aldane, of course, and um, you know, just seeing them all in the same building again. Uh, definitely, you know, I had this a, a few ticks higher. Also, that definitely, even though the Bulls lost, that's still one of the best memories memories I'm going to have from this year, you know, going forward. So uh, it was really spe- special to have that night. And uh, thanks for joking. I actually just pulled out. There's another joking Noah night when he was playing with the Bulls, obviously, where I went and uh, got some bobbleheads. So I've got the, the Joakim Noah bobbleheads in the green jerseys, and I've got two of them. So I set those out on my uh, on my uh, uh, mantle just earlier today. So, But uh, moment number eight, and this is going back to our current Bulls here. Moment number eight we have on our list of 12 is Lonzo Ball dropping his trip first triple-double with the Bulls in just the second game of the season. And he got that triple-double on a very impressive alley-oop to the Caruso uh, against those Pelicans, uh, you know, this just felt like um, felt like Lonzo Ball had arrived, right? You know, you, you you were excited when we signed him, and you know, we'll talk about that. But uh, we just we there were a lot of questions about how this Bulls team was going to gel, and they came out and they just ran the floor those first couple games uh, up and down, especially against those Pelicans. They had several, you know, just fast break points uh, and transition defense, and, and just it's scoring off of the off of their defense. It was just really impressive to see, and you just felt like Lonzo Ball was just such a huge part of that, the way that he passed the ball up the floor and got the ball up the floor so quickly. So um, definitely high on my list there uh, of Bulls moments this season. Yeah, he the style that Lonzo plays, it he fits in so well with basically anyone. He could play on any team for, you know, and be a quality player. And I think him coming in and being able to fit in as seamlessly as he did really showed off that game. And to me, like you said, it was like the Lonzo's arrived game. And I, I was really disappointed when the bulls didn't get Lonzo at the trade deadline. When I thought that I thought for sure they were going to get Lonzo. And I I've been a huge Lonzo guy um, for a long time now. And so to see him come out in the second game of the season, like, like it's nothing and put up a triple double. It was, it was just really, really validating for a lot of Bulls fans who'd been hoping for Lonzo for a long time. Yeah. It felt, it felt, um, just felt so effortless for him. He sat six or 11 from the field, three for me from beyond the arc. Um, just felt like, you know, he could do this anytime. 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 17 points. He also threw in three steals, which has been another hallmark of him as just the defense here. But uh, why don't you take us to the next one there, Trey? At number seven, we've got the Bulls beating the Nets to win the season series. Um, you might remember the game specifically for that clutch Lonzo Ball three-pointer with 17 seconds left to seal it. 
To me, it kind of put a stamp on this season that the Bulls are for real contenders, and they are—they aren't just beating up on bad teams. They are beating quality teams, and they should be a threat come playoff time. And having that tiebreaker against you know the number two seed now behind the number one Bulls—that—that's huge to have. And see, sealing that with a huge shot from Lonzo, it was just—it was a really—it was a really good moment for the Bulls. Yeah, I had to hire my list because of that, um, what you just brought up there, Trey, about them them just owning the tiebreaker. I know my brother Brandon had it um, even higher. He had it sixth on his list, ended up being number seven overall. We both had it number nine. So we were all pretty much, you know, pretty pretty high on this moment here. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing for me was just having that season series victory over the Nets. So even if we lose the next one, uh, we've still got the tiebreaker here. Now, again, the Bulls have beat the Nets both times on uh, the second half of a back-to-back, so that's probably why I didn't have it higher for myself. But, uh, you know, it was a it was a close game. It was a hard-fought game. They, they could have gone either way. Obviously, the Nets don't have uh, Kyrie. He's going to be supposedly getting back in here and playing uh, whenever he can because he's still supposedly not vaccinated. Um, but, you know, whatever happens, I mean, you know, it was a hard-fought game. And uh, like I said, either team could have won. Lonzo Ball hit that clutch three with about 17 seconds left, and that sealed the deal. The Bulls closed it out. And like you said, it just felt like a quality earned victory. Um, So I can't say enough good things about that. So next on our list here, we've got number six on our list, the Bulls erasing a 14-point deficit against the Boston Celtics to win by 14, a 28-point swing. In the fourth quarter, which turns out to be the largest fourth quarter swing in the shot clock era, Trey. Um, you mentioned super- a hard fought yeah, victory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it's. I remember watching that game with my buddy who's a Celtics fan, and it was just demoralizing for him when that happened. It was. Yeah, I, I had. This I think it, I think it really I think it really showed that the 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 heart and the grit the Bulls have, and the Bulls have shown that you know throughout the rest of the year they've had quite a few come from behind victories in the fourth quarter, but this one was just the biggest example of them you know imposing their will come for you know come winning time. Yeah, I mean just um I I had this fourth on my list. I was definitely I was higher out of the highest out of all three of us that uh, voted here, and the reason I was so high on it here. Um, it was just so impressive to me just because I've, I've watched the Bulls for so long. I know we talked about this right after it happened, but, you know, watch the Bulls for so long. And um, you never really think that when the Bulls are losing the fourth quarter, they even have a chance, even if it was like a five or six point deficit. You know, the last um, basically since Derrick Rose era, um, it's just been like, OK, well, we're losing this game. There's no way we're going to win this. You know, the fourth quarter isn't really our quarter. We struggled. Um, we've always been near the bottom of the league in, in, in scoring in the fourth quarter. And now we've got two of the top five guys in the league at scoring in the fourth quarter, which is just incredible. It's impressive. It's just entirely new to me. Um, this is when I really, you know, in the preseason, I was like, this this feels different. Um, I think you and I are both high on the Bulls. But um, this is where I really said, OK, well, this is how it's different. Like this is, you know, this is a different era because the Bulls have this firepower and can just come out here and just lay it on people. You know, that's, that, I mean, they outscored the Celtics, um, what was it, 36 to 11, I think it was, in the fourth quarter of that game? Uh, 39 to 11 in that in that Ooh. game. And, uh, yeah, again, they were down 14, ended up winning by 14. 
And like you said, it had to be demoralizing for for Boston Celtics fans. I know I've been on the other side of that, not necessarily that bad. Obviously, that's the worst it's been. But I've been on the other side of that many times with, as a Bulls fan where we're maybe up five or six or seven points and we end up losing by five, six, seven points. It's like, are you guys kidding me? Come on. Uh, that's just such a bad feeling. So just to be able to do that to other teams, it just felt like, oh, this is so much different. So um, anything else you want to say about that there, Trey? Oh, no, that pretty much wraps it up. Who's up for number five, me or you? You, I think. All right. The Bulls drafting Io Desumu, 38th overall. Um, I had it ranked fourth. It came in at fifth. It's pretty high. Um, I'm. This is this is my first time saying this take in public. <laughs> um, I think the Bulls drafted a a version of Mikael Bridges in Io. I think he's going because he, he's got that extra long wingspan. You know, it's six foot mm. a six foot ten wingspan. He loves how you know he loves the defensive challenge. We saw him go against Beal last night, and he got burned on a backdoor cut the very first possession, mm-hmm. and then didn't get burned on any cuts after that. Like he learned from his mistakes, and I, I think he's going to be a huge contributor for for the next decade for the Bulls. So that that was huge for me to see him, to draft him, and then to, you know to also get to see what he's becoming. I think that uh, if it were, if we were doing it just based on what we felt the day that it happened, I think I might have had it higher. I've, I've got an eighth here, um, and I'm not saying like I'm still I, I love Io. Like I've I've tweeted if anyone follows my Twitter account, I've called I've questioned before if it should be just be be a uh, I assume you know Stan account because I I am high on the kid and I think he's great and his defense you know in the last couple of games also has just just really stood out and it's it's helped us win games and he's always around the play that you know ends up winning the basketball game he makes winning plays i mean there's nothing more you can ask for this guy i just think that um you know i like the mikhail bridges comparison but i don't think he's quite as you know impactful as mikhail bridges so maybe mikhail bridges light right so maybe yeah. and maybe and maybe he reaches mikhail bridges level at some point in his career i mean who knows he's gonna have a long career i'm sure um but right now i just see him as a role player so i've got an eighth on my list which you know Still pretty high up there. I still think it's a really big get for the Bulls, especially because at 38th in the draft, second round, you're not expecting to, you know, draft a guy that's going to help you this season uh, or even next season. You're looking to maybe get a project of some sort. Um, but, you know, the, the Bulls struck gold here. I mean, a lot of people passed on this kid, and they're all, I'm sure, kicking themselves in the butt because this kid is good. He can ball, man. I mean, you out there, you're, you're out there watching him play. And uh, he gets after it, man. I love I love what he does. I love the Mikel Bridges comp. So uh, I'm all about it. Uh, just not quite as high in it as you guys were, but that's okay. Um, and while we're about halfway through here, I do want to pause for a moment here and uh, let you guys know we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props out of the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the player with the most points with wins, wins points win. Hey, there's a typo here. I think I've been reading over this whole time. Win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And while I'm at it, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, They're wrapping up here, but, uh, you know, stop giving your personal information to your ISP. On top of overcharging, your ISP is allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com slash hoop ball 
yes, I know we are Sports Ethos, but our old uh, name was Hoopball, and that's what you're going to use here. Uh, get a three three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. It's super easy. Turning it on just takes one click, and it works great with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months now. And I talked too much here, Trey, but let me go ahead and get on with our with our list here. And I'm going to rock it with number four. Number four on our list of top 12 Bulls moments from 2021 is DeMar DeRozan's three-point game winner on December 31st against the Indiana Pacers. And with that three-pointer, with that incredible three-pointer, we all know what happened the next night. But we're going to count that because that's 2022. But uh, he obviously did it back-to-back nights. But with that three-pointer on the 31st, they, the Bulls officially moved into the first place where they are sitting right now. Uh, in 2022, and Bulls fans couldn't be riding higher, right? Um, you know, never thought that DeMar would have hit that shot. Uh, it just, it, it was incredible. He didn't know if he, he knew, he didn't know how much time was on the clock, supposedly. We were yelling at him to go, 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 go. And then he hits a one-footed three-point fadeaway jumper. Uh, it just deflates, sticks the air out of out of the Indiana Pacers crowd. Uh, just incredible, man. How did you feel about that? It was definitely the the no, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Like you said, uh, he lost track of the time. And th- that's not his game, you know, out there beyond the three-point land. And you could tell from where he was and how much time was on the clock that it was going to have to be a three-point shot that he was taking. So that was – that one – that's one of the reasons I didn't rank it quite as high as I would have if it was, say, the one from 2022, because he knew exactly how much time he had. He got that pump fake. But this one was still just such an amazing shot. Uh, getting into first place to go into the new year was great. Um, and DeMar is just the gift that keeps on giving. He really is. And uh, obviously he did it again the night, the very next night. Uh, but again, that's 2022. So it's not on our list, but um, you know, that very well might be up there for me as well. I had this as number one uh, on my list here, just because of the fact that uh, it's just such a mental blockade for me to say the bulls are now in first place because, you know, I've been so reticent to say that they are really, uh, really, you know, in the mix here for, for a, a championship or even for a finals run. And I just, I think I can't deny that anymore. Even as someone that really tries to be skeptical because I know how much of a homer I can be. Uh, I just don't think there's a, there's a part of me that logically can say, you know, this, this isn't a team that uh, has a chance to go uh, at least to the, to the Eastern conference finals. Now, whether or not it depends on how the matchups happen, right? If we get the right matchups, uh, you know, if we get matched up with like the Miami heat and they've got Bama to bio back and stuff, I mean, that's going to be really tough. We get matched up against, um, you know, the Pacers. That's going to be, that's going to be tough. I mean, there's some really tough, uh, 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 matchups for us, right? But if we end up getting the right matchups, getting to that Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, you never know. So um, I think that's what really sold it for me, is just us officially moving into first place. Uh, take us to the next one there, though, though, Trey. The next one is the start, at least for me, the start of the Bulls getting serious. And at number three, the Bulls trading for Vucevic. Um, it was last season, but it was back on March 26th. And we knew how good Zach was, you know, those of us Bulls fans who had been watching, like we, we saw just how talented this guy was as a player. And we knew he just needed the help around him and trading for Vucevic one, it established that the Bulls were going to start to win. Now he's, I believe what, 32 years old, obviously not a win now move, or I mean, obviously it was a win now Mm -hmm. move. And Vucevic as a player is just everything 
that they needed then and with this team. His playmaking ability, his ability to stretch the floor with that three-point shot, it's just been such a great fit. But for me, I ranked it so high because it really did kind of signify the moment that we all knew the Bulls were going all in on this team. Yeah, it was the beginning of of building this team, right? So it had to be high on my list. I had it at number five, which is um, a little just slightly behind where you and my brother had it. You guys both had it at number uh, three here, but I had it at number five. Uh, this is, you know, obviously it happened last season. Um, it, uh, it, it, like you said, it signified just that the winds were changing. We didn't know what to think of uh, Arturus, but after that happened, now all of a sudden we land a, a big name for, uh, guy in a trade, which really had not happened. I don't think ever in Bulls history. I mean, I can't remember, um, you know, when I can't remember when, um, you know, the Bulls traded and got a guy that was an all star. Off the top of my head. Can you? Um, no. Yeah, I, I just don't think that I have. So so that it, it was a again, another you know indication that the winds were shifting. Things were going to be different with this front office. It was a signal to the fans uh, just as much as it was a good basketball player and it play. And uh, as much as I give Vucevic crap, I mean, I think he's a great player. I think, like you said, he's got the skill set that the Bulls need. Uh, I, I just expect a lot from him and he's had kind of a rough start to the season. But even so, I mean, he's doing what he needs to do pretty much on a nightly basis and, and the Bulls are still winning and taking care of business. So it's been a very successful season. Um, but yeah, just to recap here, the Bulls did trade away uh, Wendell Carter Jr. out of Porter and two first-round picks, the 2021 first-round pick uh, to the Magic, as well as the 2020 their 2023 first-round pick. And in exchange, the, the uh, Bulls received Vucevic and Alfred Camino, who obviously Alfred Camino we, we basically let walk uh, in this offseason, unless we trade unless we traded him. I can't remember. I exactly believe he was a part of the trade to the Spurs for direction. Okay. So either way, we got rid of him. So uh, basically, it's just a vooch for uh, Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and two first-round picks. And uh, I think in the end, yeah, Franz Wagner is uh, a big part of this, too. And we're going to see how he turns out. He's looking very good so far. But, of course, he's playing for a not-so-good team. So sometimes it's easy to to look kind of better than you are (laughs) when you have a lot of opportunity. But I think he's going to be pretty stellar. What do you think? Uh, I think he's the guy I was the most wrong about come mm. draft time because I didn't think he was going to be anything. And he's really shown just an ability to <clears throat> to come in and play and to know how to make the right plays. Um, I'm not trying to compare him to Luca, but you can tell that he's been playing professionally for a couple of years. Um, just, you know, with how physically ready he is, how just the style of play, he's just he's ready for it. And I think that really shows through when he's out there. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think this is a case where both teams really won this trade. Uh, I think the, the Magic did well to get to the, both of those, two of those first-round picks. Um, so we'll see who they get in 2023, but it could work out very well for them. They might end up slightly winning the trade. But I think for the Bulls, it made a lot of sense because, again, you want to make sure Zach signs his extension this season uh, or this upcoming off season, I should say, and you want to make sure he's happy and you want to do You want to have a playoff run. You want to get the bulls to the playoffs, which I think was a goal last season we missed, but this season it's looking like I, I can't imagine a world where it doesn't happen. So, um, but moving on, we're getting there down to number one guys. Here's number two though. Number two on our list of top 12 moments is the Bulls sign and trade for Lonzo ball. Literally minutes after free agency opens which did cost us a i think a future second round pick is what we end up getting slapped with uh if i'm correct or uh maybe it was yeah uh, okay a future second round pick 
So uh, I think I, think I don't even know if it was minutes after it might have been literally the minute free agency yeah. started. So I think um, and this is number two on my list of things, number two on all of our list of things, actually. So we were all very high in this. This is really the guy we wanted. Like you said, at the trade deadline, this is the guy I wanted to. I thought the Bulls had a really good chance of landing him. Didn't happen then, but the framework was basically there. So when you know free agency opened in the offseason, it was like boom, boom, boom. Uh, we got it done, got him, got him to us. And uh, it just made a ton of sense, both from Lonzo's standpoint as well as from the Bulls standpoint. And uh, we were really high on, on what this guy could bring to the table as far as, uh, you know, again, just the pace he plays with, the way he just sees the floor, the way he pushes the, the tempo. Um, you know, this is something that the, the Bulls have been missing in a point guard for quite some time. You know, obviously, Kobe White and Sadoransky wasn't necessarily doing cutting the mustard there for us last season. Uh, and this is a huge upgrade for us, especially from a defensive standpoint. And, um, you know, just just a fantastic, fantastic sign and trade for the Bulls. Yeah, and I'd like to remind everyone, Lonzo's only 24 years old. So we have like another six years before he even hits his age 30 season. I, just a great signing by the Bulls, a great investment. He he might not be a superstar on offense, but he's such a great offensive player and keeping the flow going and making sure every you know making sure the open guys getting the ball and the size he has on defense, along with just you know his defensive ability. It makes everything so much more switchable on the other end, and it really helps hiding with, you know, it helps us hide Vooch a little bit, having all that extra size around, and Lonzo's a big part of that. Um, I think he's going to be, what, you know, a great bull for the next six, five or six years. I think it's going to be a, a great long-term investment, and I'm just excited that he finally found his way here. Yeah, one of the best things about this sign and trade was that the um, Lonzo Ball agreed to a four-year extension in eighty-five for eighty-five million dollars, which is really, guys, really a steal for what this guy is going to bring to the table and his, just his upside. I mean, even if he remains the player that he is now, uh, it doesn't even get better, uh, which is kind of hard to imagine. You know, he's only twenty-four, like you said, and usually guys get better until they're you know twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Uh, so he's got a few years even before he really hits, starts hitting his peak. Even if he doesn't get better, though, that $85 million deal for four years, still still a great deal. I'll take it all day. Um, hopefully, like you said, he, he he sticks around for a few years longer than that. And But we'll, that's all going to depend on you know the success that the Bulls see uh, in the playoffs with Lonzo Ball. But just to kind of recap the framework of that deal here, the Bulls acquired uh, Ball from the Pelicans in exchange for Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick. Um I mean, yay, the Pelicans got something out of this deal. I guess that, you know, that, that's at the end of the day, that's all they're really looking to do because uh, Lonzo pretty much wanted out. But yeah, that's giving up nothing for Lonzo Ball, right? Yeah, we didn't give up hardly anything. And the AK did a masterful job of manipulating the salary cap, getting, getting these guys in sign and trades instead of trying to do it um, with cap room. And because they were done with sign and trades, we were able to have the the exception to sign, you know, Caruso, we were able to do all these other things. And it was, it was huge getting ball and having that domino drop first. And I think he's just, I think he's going to be a great fit next to Zach for just moving forward. I think he's just a great, a great secondary relief valve. Um, in my head, I see like say, you know, in three years from now when DeMar's kind of on the back burner, I want Zach to kind of step up into that fourth quarter closer role. And then I'm hoping that Lonzo can develop 
into that when they run the hard double at Zach, he can throw it to Lonzo and Lonzo is creating or scoring from all three levels is where yeah. I, I'm hoping he gets to. Yeah. So huge, huge deal for the bulls. And it really, I mean, the Vucevic trade let everyone know that the bulls were serious about winning, but I feel like the Lonzo deal happening kind of cemented how serious AK needs to be needs to be considered when people think about the elite GMs in the league. And I'm going to let you finish this out with number one, but before we do that, I'm going to ask you a quick question here. We don't have Alex Crusoe signing with the Bulls on this list. If we were to stick that in there, where would you put it? What place do you think? Because um, I'm looking probably, at this. Yeah, go ahead. I'd probably put it around five or six. Yeah. It'd be up there. I was going to say, I might I might put it above, uh, above Io a little bit. Uh, Io is number five on our list here. Um, I just think uh, Caruso is just, just – I think his leadership on the team has just been so incredible, uh, and it's helped everyone just elevate their game. So uh, sorry, Caruso, Mr. Caruso, we left you off the list, but um, if we did put you on here, it would be pretty high. But anyways, go ahead. Bring us to number one. Bring us home. Uh, what else could it be other than DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> um, I know I mentioned the Lonzo Ball signing made AK look like a genius, a lot of people uh, did not think this was a genius move when it happened. And DeMar has come in and shown exactly why that was wrong. I think he's been a legit MVP contender, not just because he's made last-second shots, but because of the overall work he's done. And I like – I know he's older, but not much of his game is based on you know elite athleticism, so I'm hoping that he ages fairly well. And – I I love the trade for the win now mentality of it all. I love showing Zach that we're serious. And if things break right, I really do believe that this is a title team, a title contending team. And that's because of what DeMar DeRozan has been able to come in and do. So I ranked it number one for me personally, because if if a move happens where I think that move is the is the reason that my team might be considered a title contender that immediately just shoots to the top because who doesn't want to contend for a ring? Yeah, I, I had it number three. Um, I had DeRozan's three-point winner as number one on my list just just in terms of moments. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I had Lonzo Ball number two here. I think part of me just still kind of has that uh, layover effect of when it actually happened. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if it was a good deal. Uh, just to kind of recap how the Bulls got uh, DeRozan, they traded to the, with the San Antonio Spurs, obviously. They traded uh, Thaddeus Young. Alfred Camino in a protected first round pick uh, and two second round draft picks to San Antonio. Uh, at the time, it felt to me like they were just giving up a little much, especially Thaddeus Young. You know, we were all sad to see him go. I think we would still love to have him on this team. I think he, you know, profiles and fits into that, that guy that we're all kind of looking for who can play defense one through five, basically on the defensive end and create on the offensive end. So, um, you know, at the time, uh, it was something that. I, I wasn't super – it's not that I wasn't high on it. I was ecstatic to get DeMar DeRozan because I've loved watching this guy play for a while now. Uh, I think he's just a winner. And so, uh, you know, I was probably higher than most people on them getting him and the, his fit with the with the rest of the Bulls. I thought I thought this is going to be great. I really did think it was going to – I mean, I truly did. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I was also thinking in terms of, you know, a GM, would I really give up this much for this guy? Uh, obviously, now with, with in hindsight – Yes, that's there's. It's clear that this was worth it. This was probably the best signing in the NBA, the best trade that was ever, that was done in the NBA this past offseason. I uh, took the Bulls from being a 
not barely, not even a play-in team. They were on the cusp and didn't make the play-in to now they are the number one seed in the East. So tell me why I'm dumb for not having a number one on my list, Trey. <laughs> no, not at all. The, yeah. the real reason we're both dumb is that we didn't have the Caruso signing. On yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, Sorry to Alex. But th- this was, this was a, a hastily put together project. <laughs> so well, that that's my excuse on that. But DeMar is just, he's been fantastic. Um, him and Vooch played in college together. I think uh, Vooch reached out to him to tell him to come play here also. And it shows why the good GMs get paid the way they do. Because, like you said, not everyone is going to be willing to throw out that kind of money for DeMar. And I know it's easy to say, well, you're over the tax, so what difference does it make really if you throw him an extra $5 million? But the Bulls haven't exactly been known to be a team that loves spending money. No, so. So to be able to do this, it, I think it was a it was a really bold move, and it's paid out perfectly. It's just everything's worked out so well. I love that we can we can be like, hey, what are the best moments of 2021? Get 12, and then forget one that's as important as Crusoe because it's been so much good for the Bulls lately. It's so good. We uh, we did forget that one, but it's not a problem. We uh, slipped it in there. It was basically in there. Just pretend like it's in there. Uh, no big deal. But no, it's awesome. And uh, 2021 was a great year uh, for the Bulls and for Bulls fans. Even the end of last year was still super exciting because we, you know, again, we're playing for the play-in. Uh, if Zach doesn't get COVID at the wrong time, maybe we do make the play-in. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been a good year for Bulls fans. And 2022 is shaping up to be even better, guys. I'm excited to go along this journey with you. Uh, and with you, Trey, also. But uh, quickly, before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. But, yeah, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, guys. I am Keith Cork. I, you can find me at, at Keith. And, Trey, where can people find you? On Twitter at FinalFinally. And please, please, please do follow the show, guys, at, at Ethos Bulls. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us we're doing awesome. Tell us we're doing bad. Just leave us five stars so we can get found and help us out there. But uh, until next time, easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.